G'day, you found yourself listening to episode 11 of Beers with Engineers, a group of young individuals who firmly believe that if something looks dumb but it works, then it's not dumb. Today, the engineering dads are going to talk about real dads and how you can put a smile on your father's face this Father's Day by buying him some spectacular yet out of the ordinary gifts. Sean then adds to the podcast and potentially even his own body when he talks about his brilliant exoskeleton idea. Paddy then takes a long jump into his idea and really goes for gold when he talks about the alternative version of the Olympics where you could get conscripted to go and compete in the Olympic Games. This sparks a very interesting discussion. But for more, please go over to our social medias, hit the subscribe and notification button to see how we turn our product into reality. We just released a Charizard Smart Humidifier that we talked about in episode 1, so please go check that out and give it a like while you're there. That's enough from me, into today's show. Well, well, welcome back to another segment of Beers with Engineers. My name is Jimmy, even though I hate being called Jimmy. And as always, I'm joined by my <laughs> lovely co-host, Sean. Why did you... And, and you, you do this every time. You start off as like, oh, he's Jimothy. It's like, we all know you don't like being called Jimmy. What? And you, you call yourself it. Okay. Just setting it. Just, we're just setting ourselves up for some disaster, Patty. It's fine. It's fine. We need a bit of banter. Love, love it. <laughs> just absolutely beat yourself up and then show everyone what you're made of later. Sounds like modest a, in life. Sounds like a, a bit Wednesday. altruistic. <laughs> yeah, the hardest like person on you is you at all times. Should be. How are you doing, Patty? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm great now. <laughs> it's like, um, I am Pat. I am uh, Patatha. If you want to call me that, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a weird name now. I don't know. Yeah, Patricio. No, that's Italian. That's awesome. And we got past that in one of the last episodes, but. Fair enough. But it's Hi, everyone. My name's Sean the Prawn. Uh, I hate being called it. I also hate being called Sean the Sheep. Uh, but yeah, that's what people call me. Anyways, Sorry. James, how are you doing? <laughs> your, your Instagram name is literally Sean the Prawn. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't mean I like it. Probably. Just roll with it. Maybe, maybe bleep that out. Back, um. back. Yeah. No, no, it's fine. No one follows back me. Back to being Probably malicious towards yourself. Oh, that's a bit that's harsh. Um, I'm doing I'm doing good, man. I'm a little bit tired. I got, got a jab today, so I'm feeling a bit... Sleepy. I'm so oh, keen first to sleep. or second? Uh, the third. Nah, sorry, first. First, I'm kind of see. I'm getting brain the fog. First one. I'm getting brain fog from yeah. the jab. Ready. This is what it does. It actually doesn't yeah. do that. That's. I'm not a medical yeah. expert. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. boys. Um, yeah, it's been a good day. I'm feeling good. Other than that, happy to be talking to you lads and getting into the the next podcast. So what have we got today? Um, we have a few different things. I thought you were gonna go first. This one. Oh, we should start with a beer. Sorry, that's right. I know, James, you're not having one. I was going to was gonna say anything. Chat. I was just, just let the sound of the beer do the talking. Ah, oh, you should have waited for me. Yeah, <sighs> sorry, that's right. I think you had a topic to talk about, James. Um, look, I'll start us off, right? Because Father's Day is very, very close by. And we're called engineering dads, but we're not actually dads. For those of you listening, we don't have kids. We just have the humor of dads. And that's why mm. we call ourselves engineer. I can't tell a proper joke. Like, I can tell a dad jokes, but they're, like, the bottom not, of the food chain. We're not dads. If anything, the only dad here is Sean because he is the daddy. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I, I get to the airport four hours early. Yeah, that's right. Guess, that's me, boy. Guess the airport four hours early and then is half an hour late for the airport because you're swimming. Don't you fucking touch my thermostat. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of thermostats, I might get straight into it. That's a good segue into it because I thought... Look, Father's Day is coming up, and for me personally, it's always hard thinking about what to get for my dad. Now, my dad mm. isn't an engineer, but he's very techy, so I'm trying to think to myself, what's something that's really fun, really techy engineering that you can get for an actual engineering dad or someone who just loves tech? So I've been thinking about it lately, and I come up with a bit of a list of things that I'm just going to throw out there, and we can discuss what you guys think and maybe what you guys can add to it as well, and even help out people in the audience who are thinking, what the fuck do I get my dad for Father's Day? Mm. And because you mentioned thermostat, one of my favorite ones on the, on the list is get them a Milwaukee heater jacket. Have you guys ever seen the Milwaukee heater jacket? Oh, is those the ones with the thermal lining inside? So it kind of toasts you up a little bit. Yeah. So you turn it on and like let it preheat um, and like it makes you all day. So one of my, um, I have a mate who um, rides his motorbike to work at like four in the morning every morning. And I'm thinking, oh, that must suck. Like you must be freezing in the morning, like not even a motorcycle jacket, like a leather jacket would keep you warm. And he was just like, nah, man, I'm all set. I wear this underneath. And he just showed me this jacket. I'm like, the fuck is that? And it's like what the Milwaukee, which is a tool brand. Um, and it, you just turn it on and preheat it like some sort of mini oven and you put it on and it just like heats you up. So it's good for all situations. 
cold. Yes, the question was, is it is it electrical? I know Milwaukee does a lot of electrical tools, but is it electronic? It must be electrical, yeah, because it flashes with like these nice red LED lights. Ooh, that'd be and, cool. Interesting. And yeah. Don't know how they um protect it with insulation and that, but... Um, I would imagine the batteries for that would be quite heavy. Like, you're th- talking about... 30, 40 watts of power to heat yeah. something up like that much. Like your toaster, right? Your toaster that you use for, to cook toast, obviously, uh, to cook bread, to make toast, sorry, um, uses two two kilowatts, which is the same load as some washing machines. Like it's a lot. Um, if that it takes that much to make toast, to heat up a human body, it takes, yeah. I don't know, maybe 50 watts. Except I think I it's, a, how much I think it's rechargeable because I remember him talking about charging it up before like he goes mm. to bed or something. So I think it uses like a rechargeable... I don't know, lithium ion or something, battery yeah. in that case. I mean, would... Yeah, Milwaukee does make really good tools and they last a long time. Just the batteries themselves for those tools, you can imagine how heavy they are. Like you've got drills and such. They're all quite heavy, those batteries. You'd need something kind of similar. I wonder how heavy this jacket is, but that's it. It's a good bit of kit. It wouldn't be, bul- yeah, I like that it idea. Wouldn't be bulky. If anything, the battery would be like, it would be flat, almost like a, I'm kind of picturing, you know, a uh, like a battery Pad? Pad? Yeah, something like that, but except yeah. like heat, heat it, pad. It doesn't feel heavy, so it'd be interesting one to, to look into. But yeah, look into that for, for your old man. Guys, uh, the next one... Oh, sorry, do you guys have uh, anything else to add to that? Well, I was thinking about dad things after we mentioned dad jokes. And so the first two that I thought of is one, uh, a thermostat that you can control remotely so you could adjust the temperature and if someone adjusts the temperature at home and you're not there you can go i can tell someone's changed it and it just changes back it looks like the old analog ones and the other one is so you know the Roomba goes around your house and vacuums and cleans when you're not there yeah the ultimate dad version the Roomba lawnmower it just goes around your lawn like within a designated room and just cuts the grass i was thinking like an indoor like the Roomba esky I've seen those. So, I actually want to build one of those. Or like the yeah. Roomba fridge. So you just have like a it's like a like a really just thin fridge and it just goes around. It would freak me out. Yeah. I, I wanna I wanna get a house and build like a the sentry bot out of fallout, you know, those big clunky ones. A bit smaller, so it fits in your house. And it just goes around and looks really aggressive and then like its front plate opens up and just hands you a beer. A cold beer at all times. So you'd be like, Beer me, please, servant. It's like yes, and just hands it over. That was an idea I had separately. But anyways, James, back to you. What were some other ideas you got? Next one I had was a whiskey pourer. When I say a whiskey pourer, I mean it's like a nice wooden L thing with um, a tap on top of it and you twist your whiskey on there and it has a nice tap because if your dad is an engineer but they don't like whiskey, then I'm sorry to break it to you, then they're not an engineer. <laughs> like oh, <laughs> You have to agree here. Like if, if you don't like whiskey but you have a degree in engineering, you just may as well throw that degree in the bin. I feel well, like... I feel like engineers are all naturally alcoholics, but um, I'm never going to bash someone for their choice of poison. Yeah, wouldn't bash, but just yeah, just don't don't think you're, you're quite <laughs> there yet. You have a bit slight of dust up, no bashing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just a just a banter. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's, 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 that's a good one. Um. Another one's a bit trivial. I've got like a, a smart home, like a Google Home or Alexa. If mm. um. Your dad doesn't have one of those. My dad's got one. He loves it. He pretty much uses it to send messages to me because um, our rooms are quite insulated, so it's, you have to pretty much yell. Um, you can mm-hmm. also turn off the lights and um, make an angry Irishman to make cocktails for you. No, you can't do that with your own Google <laughs> Home, but you can if you, if you put your mind to it, you can make it do that with your own coding, which uh, we'll get, get yeah. to one day. Yeah, um, there's, a, there's a way to do that with IFTT. You can, there's this pre-programming, so you could have like... The security cameras set up to it. You've got the lights, like you mentioned, door locks. Um, trying to think of other things that was in this heating, air conditioning. You can even do it so you can get Alexa turn on the oven, and it'll do that. Or well, things like that. There's a lot of smart appliances that integrate with um, no, virtual VIs. Fucking, yeah. you just <laughs> into my one. The oven's on. Hold on, let me turn that off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. That already is a thing. So that's definitely a tool you can get as long as you get an appliance that is compatible. My my fridge currently has Wi-Fi. Like that, it doesn't need it, but it's got Wi-Fi. I don't know why. It's obviously sending emails to the oven. Like you gotta just <laughs> yeah. I see. I'd be careful with that, man, because I reckon your fridge is always watching you and constantly sending data to like the elites and the government, and it's constantly <laughs> putting five G into your house and actually poisoning you as you're pouring a glass of water. So maybe you should consider the next time you pour a glass of water. Yeah, it's just gonna be like this dude's had like three gallons of custard in two days. Um, send an ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> Next okay, one I had, um, 
another interesting one the math equation clock so if if, if your dad likes having our analog clocks if they're a bit old school and they still um you know don't really like the digital world which would be weird if they're an engineer um get them an analog clock with the numbers as math equations so like have like three as pi you can have um four as eight divided by two whatever and it, you can even it gets more complicated so do a quick mm. google on that they're very very cheap um i remember my math teacher actually had one of them and it didn't make sense at all like i remember like one of them was like the square root of like 76 and i was just like the fuck that's not a whole number but then i realized it just puts everything to decimals so some of them don't make sense so do a bit of a proper google search on that um the next one i had on here is my personal favorite it's a 3d printer you're thinking well that's an expensive bit of kit you can actually get 3d printers that range from the 200 dollar range up to the somewhere in the tens of thousands so um if they're into sculpting or 3d modeling or just home projects um look into getting a 3d printer they're extremely easy to use even though they require a lot of maintenance actually putting them to use is really fun so i've um in the projects you'll see Sean and i do um we utilize our 3d printer a lot it's kind of like the air fryer of the engineering world (laughs) yeah actually that's a great metaphor i use it all well i mean you use it probably the most because you've got access to it but i definitely have have four a fair share yeah honestly um and the reason i say it's like the air fryer of the kitchen uh, of the project world is because when you have an air fryer you basically just chuck your potatoes in there chuck your sausage rolls whatever and just let it do its thing while you can cook your rice and anything else it's the same with 3d printing so take like um the humidifier that you're going to see come out very soon is while i was doing all the coding i was just letting it print for three days while rather than doing all the handiwork myself so um consider that for him uh Mm. The next one I have, so I got two more left. The next one is a, a desktop robotic arm. Um, you can get like small versions of Amazon. So this one doesn't really have, I guess, much use. You can argue that, oh, but it can bring my cup of coffee. I don't think I'd trust a desktop robot arm to bring me a cup of coffee unless like <laughs> I could optimize the code or see someone else optimize the code because that, that shit would be really, really dodge. Um, but it's one of those like nice gimmicks, I guess. Um and the last one, and this is probably equal favorite to the 3D printer, or if not just behind it, is a starter beer brewing kit. So if you've got an engineering dad um, and they have they love beer, which again, I'm sure they do, they're alcoholics, <laughs> assuming, that's a very rash <laughs> assumption here, um, get them a, a starter beer brewing kit, like the Cooper's one, or get them the Mangrove Jack's one from like, it's $50 from the local beer brewing kit. I guarantee you they'll become addicted to beer brewing because that's exactly what happened to me. Um, I went to a, a beer tour for Four Pines and then um, I was like, look, how did you get into beer brewing? And the guy was like, I bought the Cooper starter kit from the shops. So I went and did something similar. I bought the Mangrove Jacks and now I'm just obsessed with making my own beer. Like you can do so much with it. Stuff you would never see in a craft brewery or an actual brew shop. Um, so yeah, those are a couple of no. ideas for you chaps. Well, I'm, I'm kind of thinking down the, the whole idea of engineering and dad and what, what's the best like, kind of overlap between those. And I'm, I'm thinking of one. So, you know, you see this sometimes in the US where they show these videos and it's like um, how to hide your guns. And what it is, it's like it looks like a bedpost, but then you like press a button and a shotgun comes out. It's like, oh, that way the intruders don't come. It's secured and whatnot. I'm thinking that process, right, where you get something which can hide things, except it just shoots out a pair of New Balance shoes, like white sneakers, perfect dad <laughs> shoes. Just like, oh no, I need to go to the shops quickly. <clears throat> Bam, New Balance, then in there. Never need to look for them, ready to go. And the other one I'm thinking of is, you know, like when you're, the dads love a grill, right? Dads love to cook. So one of the things you do naturally is you turn up the, the barbecue and you naturally just try and figure out where the hottest part of the grill is, right? You always put your hand over and go, oh, this is the hottest part. I'll put the thickest bit of meat there or um, and move them around. I wonder if we can build something which can detect like exactly like a heat map. Oh, yes, the, I knew yeah. you were going to say this. Yeah, yeah, like a heat map. Like a, I'm thinking there's, there's there's ways to go around. You can do the expensive option, get a FLIR, um, like a, a infrared heat map, a heat tool which shows you. But I'm wondering if there's a cheaper way that we can develop something and be like, here's where you should put the meat. Like that's uh, that, that would be kind of cool. An expensive version of that. Yeah, well, what you, actually the Raspberry Pi actually do starter kits with heat mats in them. So what you could do is have like a small, I guess, scaled down heat map, and then have it tell have it tell you where it is respect to like the width of the barbecue. I guess so. It'd say, mm-hmm. oh, it's the middle right area. So you'd naturally just go to the middle right, um, rather than do it. It'd be like a, I guess, a heat map for like a, a fishing 
like a fishing boat for something when people put like their fish um, <laughs> sensors on there. But except you oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm thinking like you do that right, and then you get potentially you get an arm which recognizes where the, the hottest parts are, scans how cooked some of the things are getting done, and then automatically allocates and moves the meat on the grill to ensure everything is cooked and is done at the exact same time. I wonder if we can b- build that. That's yeah. something that we could look at. The hard thing about that, though, would be because it's like such, I guess, a barbecue is a quite small thing. Heat's not always like staying still. Based, like naturally, it finds a gradient and it always tries to go to the lowest part. So with something as small as that, I wonder if you would see on a heat map the red part kind of moving around all the time. And then what I, the actual I don't think it part... would. I think because it's not a contained system, if you have an open grill, it would... Like, there would be some parts where more gas would be coming out and it would heat up that spot if you're using a gas grill. Mm. But that that argument would hold us for cold grills, like the the um, the charcoal grills, because there'd be chunks which are much hotter and they would maintain and radiate heat in that one spot. Yeah. I don't. It would move out and everything would heat up, but there would still be hot spots. Yeah. And trying to, like, allocate meat accordingly. And every, every barbecue is different. We, we can acknowledge that. So having a machine that naturally allocates meat on different parts of the grill, I think that would be... I think there's money in that. Yeah. But what you've got to acknowledge there is building something that has a response time quick enough to like give you something that that's live, which could be a bit of a challenge mm-hmm. with heat, but um, definitely something to look into. Yeah, definitely. Well, that was that was kind of like some more of the engineering, like dad's gifts. I think that's, a, that's kind of actually quite ironic. It's a good one. I like that. Well done. Mm, I don't know if we got uh, anything else there. So we might park that one up there and mm. um, I might throw it over to you, Prawn the Sean. I mean, Sean, Sean the Sean, Sean the Thin. James, you know I hate being called that. <laughs> Sean, um, Sean the Sean. Well, Sean the Sean. There was, a, there was a conversation I was... Well, it's not a conversation. It was a thought I had the other day. I thought I'd bring it up because it, it's, it's something that's been bothering me for a while. And um, gentlemen, do you know what an exosuit is? Oh, is it like one of those things that like I think of an exoskeleton here for some reason something that lights up when you put it on so like it shows you like an x-ray of, of yourself when you have it on no no so exosuit was right sorry Patty you got something well I'm just thinking of two things one is either that that, uh, that uh, mechanical suit they wear in that Tom Cruise movie Edge of Tomorrow or <laughs> it's just a really it's like an electronic business suit that you can wear if you're a lawyer <laughs> has like LED. It's stri- an expensive suit. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a double denim. You know, like has has LED <laughs> lights everywhere. You know, has it comes with a cowboy hat. Yeah, lawyers wearing double denim. Right. Um, no. So X. You know, <laughs> hey, but um, you never know. First... You never know. If I, yeah, exactly. If I was a lawyer, I'd wear double denim. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Hey, if you're a lawyer, you can do whatever you want sometimes. Exactly. But um, no. So you actually got it right the first time. Exosuits uh, stand for uh, like exoskeleton suits so both of you got a part of it right but exosuits is the idea that you can wear something in the outside which enables and grants better strength maneuverability protection whatnot and it's a great example obviously is iron man that's an exosuit um your edge of tomorrow um master chief from halo series all these are exosuits and all of them are, are very similar in design and you want to build one i love it good idea well i've always wanted to build one but the one thing I want to talk about is the constraints behind them. And there's a lot of constraints behind why you can't build exosuits and why you don't see that many. That's why Iron Man, which came out in 2008, all the exosuits currently out there of the Iron Man suit is not powered. They're all clipped onto you and you just wear it. It's not like it doesn't move on itself. It doesn't have that additional strength. It can't fly. There's a lot of reasons why that is. And I, I kind of want to explain why... Um, it's really difficult. So, um, consider the human body. It is effectively a skeletal um, system and cartilage between the, the bones. And on the outside is muscles and flesh. Now, if you put your hand down front, you can see like the tendons in your hands moving by moving up your fingers. There's a little, uh, a few tendons in the forearms that'll move in response to it. And so, the whole idea is the body is a complete unit, but the structure is on the inside and the muscles on the outside move and flex. And you can consider like a machine, right? There's a machine also has the same thing. You look like a digger, like a like a the the big cat caterpillar machines that dig up um, dirt at dig sites, or uh, you think of a 
like an actual robot, it's got a metal system in hydraulics, which represent the muscle. And so you can see humans and robots being a bit of biosymmetry. They're copying one of another. The issue with exosuits, right, is that system is now reversed. The exosuit needs to have someone inside it. So there's a constrained amount of room. You can't have all the working components. They've got to be between the outerior external plating and you. So instead of being um, like a strong metal base or a bone base like we are, and then muscles on the outside, you have to go muscle then metal or muscle then bone, kind of like ants and whatnot. Imagine like an ant, but you're inside the ant. Effectively, that's what you need to do, except you have to move the organs in between you and the shell. And this is why it's a lot difficult because you just, as an exercise, put out your hands in front of you, boys, just straight hand out. Now, how much range of flexibility does your hand have? It's It's got quite a bit. Like, you can turn it, rotate it, up, down. You can actually keep the, the elbow completely still and rotate your hand 90 degrees in one direction and maybe 45 degrees in the other. Now, imagine there's a piece of metal stuck to the top of your arm. And now imagine it trying to turn, rotating that piece of metal. It is almost impossible to do unless that, of course, that metal is Moving broken down. Yeah. yeah. And so these exosuits that you see and build always are super constrained. You see someone put on like the, the cosplay suits, right? They really can't move. And it's, it's a really big issue about how to solve this because there are exosuits that have been built, but they're never complete. They're always just the, the legs or just the body. And the, they're really big. They're never to the small scale that you've seen with Iron Man and your your um, Edge of Tomorrow or Master Chief. They're always much bigger than that. But there is a solution, and this is something that we would need to see in the next five, ten years if we wanted to do this. Instead of using motors and hydraulics to act as the muscles, why don't we use biosymmetry again to make metal muscle? The idea of having metal that can contract and retract in response to electrical signals, the same way our muscles do, and that way you can actually just build a metal exterior around the body while getting it powered and providing you the external strength that these other suits have been able to provide. I mean, when I think of metal expanding and contracting, the first thing I think of is it does it by heat and cooling. Would you suggest that to expand it, you just have like a really high current going to the metal and then when it's cooling, you kind of, I don't know, have well, that wouldn't work the other way around. So what would how would that actually work from a sensory point of view? Well, the way I think about it is if you just get a block of metal and heat it up, it can expand by about 1%. You need to for you to have a metal that can move in response to you and not fry you because it's going to get bloody hot. Um and not and hopefully not melt onto your arm and whatnot. You would need it to be a few thousand degrees. The way I'm thinking of it is the muscle itself is just fibers that contract and retract. Is there a way that we could develop um, a type of metal alloy or a type of material that, when given current, it would pull? And these things would need to be tiny. They'd be fibers and millions of fibers on top of each other. But if you could get it so they could actually contract and retract, you could build effectively a human person out of metal. It wouldn't be that more difficult. I 100% agree thinking you could make an alloy in doing something like that. The mixture of it, I'd have to. You'd have to do a lot of research. But you think of a metal like gallium, for example, that just melts in your hand under the sheer stress. That's just an element by itself. But you make that with alloys and whatnot, and metals can respond differently under different stresses, for example. So you can yeah. test them to see what threshold at which current they start to contract and expand. Mm. Therefore, negating the worry of having to heat it to like a certain degree. So rather than testing its heating potential, you're testing its sheer stress and its um, tangential stress as well. Yeah. So it'd be very it'd be a very experimental thing. Um and I'm sure like no one's tried it yet because you need like a proper setup to do this or a proper room to do it um that's safe and has some sort of efficiency. Um Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even if we discovered how this would work, the idea that we would need it to be like a, a thousandth of a millimeter big each fiber. It would take 10 to 20 years to build. However, I feel like that this technology, I'm not the first one to think about this. Surely other people have thought about it too. Having metal muscle, like literal muscle, that you could then augment onto a human body. 
that would that would revolutionize the world. If you, you imagine body lifting right now with the Olympics on, of people with metal arms being able to lift things, how incredible that would be. Mm. Oh, look, I've always wanted, to, like, I've always thought of something as well. Is like, you, there's people with a lot of neurological diseases, right? You know, take ALS and multiple sclerosis that can't walk around properly. Just that's just to name the slightest few. This would be revolutionizing people like them who could now exercise again, find ways to get their heart rate up, mm. cook, walk around, spend time with their grandchildren. It, yeah. It's not just amazing from it's a cool point of view. Um, it's amazing from every point of view. Yeah, because I'm just trying to build an Iron Man suit here. But this, but you think about those prosthetics arms where they can control it with basic muscles. Very little flexibility. You can maybe turn a little bit, move up and down. But it's just like a, a digger that just kind of goes in one axis. Would it be able to grow like that metal, the metal muscle? But not- I don't think it would. No. So, Before- so when you would get it, it would be able to it would be able to maintain a certain amount of weight on the arm. So it's like you can only maintain like 100 kilos or maybe more or something like that. Yeah, potentially. Imagine just like, it's like a muscle augmentation, right? It's the idea that your muscle under your skin, like if, you, if you've seen those pictures of like the, in the uh, doctor's office of like a man with no skin, those, those terrifying images of a guy smiling and he's got no skin on, those ones. And you see like the muscles, how they contract the chest and the arms. It would be something that looked like that would have um, a fair chunk of uh, metal fibers, but really, really small that would contract and retract. But yeah, you, you would have it so it would, it would weigh the same amount. It would be wired into a control unit of some description, but you would be able to lift 100 kilos with one hand. Everyone could. That would, that's what the, the possibility well, think of this, right? They've already figured out ways to start, not even start to figure out, it's being done now, 3D print metal. It's already being mm. done as we speak. And you look at a 3D printer now, for example, and you think, what did the first paper printer ever look like? It was ridiculous, right? Well, you know, back in this day, it was, it was revolutionizing, but you look back now, and you're like, wow, that's such you know an old piece of technology. Imagine what type of 3D printers they'd have in 20 years where you could probably like put your own solutions of metal in and create a new metal, I don't know, um, given it's safe and efficient. So mm. you could do it potentially easier than we're making it out to be now. This yeah. is just revolutionizing technology, I guess. Yeah, this is us kind of daydreaming about what the future could be. And um, yeah, it, it's one of the reasons why you don't see exoskeletons today. Not If they are, they're not that powered or they're very restricted in, in movement. But if this technology is commercially available, it would be revolutionary. And we could have all be Iron Man. And then no one would be Iron Man. And thank <laughs> you for listening to my TED Talk. <laughs> So what about that, uh, would you put an ion cannon on there? Obviously, that would that would make you the only Iron Man if no one else had it. <laughs> Mate, do exactly what Tony Stark is to do: privatize the military. <laughs> oh yeah, that that that's gone over real well. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, oh. all right. Well, that was my my pitch for the week. Uh, Patty, over to you. Do you have a pitch for us or a project idea? I've got two. They're oh, both. Oh yes, hit me. They're both. Uh, one. I, I, I thought one was original, so I Googled it. Apparently, it's not. However, I could see a market in this. The other <laughs> one, I want to. St- the other one is a, an event-based pitch. Yeah. But and one that is definitely not original. Like it's like I've heard comedians talk about it, and it's just like something that everyone's probably talked about and and stuff. But I'll start with the the one where there's probably some potential. Yeah. Um. We all love Dooners, right? Your oh. open-ended questions, Patty. Honestly, it never gets old. I, I love it. I just want everyone to know how much I love how Patty starts with open-ended questions. But yes, Patty, I do love Dooners. You're not proposing to make an Udi now, are you? Or a type of Udi? Well, something like that. Because I don't want an Udi. Because it's like, well... if, if Okay, so for people that don't... That are, if you're listening to this and you're not from Australia or whatever, I don't know. But basically, an Udi is sort of like this weird, um, like an oversized um, half onesie that is really, it's like a giant blanket and it's very fluffy and cuddly and stuff like that. And it's like hooded. It's like a Snuggie. It's like, yeah, like a Snuggie, basically. However, it doesn't go down the whole way, even though they're massive and white girls wear them all the time, but they only go up. <laughs> 
but they only go down to about probably you know around like maybe the thigh maybe halfway down the thigh if you're if you're if you're a tall gentleman it probably go like myself it doesn't even go down to there but if you're small you know probably go the entire way mm. anyway mm. i thought what if there was something called the Duna onesie <laughs> and i was like oh so I, I did a quick google on it and i was like ah oh, shit People good man are, or good man doing his googling before the podcast. Some people have already yeah. thought of it. However, however, they do not cater to the male. What they all there's a market they're missing. So from what I can see, and I've like I've, I've just kind of gone on the, on the shop Google where it just comes up with everything. The ones that I've like selected, they all have like a max size, like a height wise. Well, like, like, like lengthwise, they could probably fit all of us. However, height-wise, they definitely could not. That the only one of us that could probably fit it would probably be James, because no offense, I think you're the smallest of us. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, I mean he's, he's not wrong. <laughs> height-wise, man, height-wise. Yeah. No, right. You, 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 oh, muscle-wise, yeah. you're huge. Oh, he's upset, Patty. You uh, made him mad. I'm sorry, James, <laughs> but uh, like. The, so, but the height wise, it goes up to maybe like a hundred, hundred and eighty centimeters tall. So that's maybe about five eleven, like six foot. That would just mean every guy that says he's six foot on Tinder could wear this. Basically, yeah. yeah. So, however, there's nothing for the tall person, the so gentleman, the tall gentleman. So I was like, oh, why don't why don't we make one of those? That's basically my pitch. Like, one that actually is, like, for, you know, the people from, like, 6'2 upwards. Yeah, absolutely. You talked about the other podcast and engineering dad's merchandise. Why not just chuck this as part of the merch? 100%. Like, that that, <laughs> that, that was my secondary pitch. Was like, and also, that's 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 one of the pitches I wanted to do for the, um, the, the what you can get your dad. Because one of them, like, why don't, why don't give them some engineering dad's polo shirt merch? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I've got a bit of an idea here. So, because in retrospect, these things, I guess, aren't that difficult to make. They don't require a lot of, I guess, laws of, I don't know, different sciences and whatnot. They're pretty, I guess, once you have a plan down, you can kind of do it. So, one, maybe we could park this idea and come back to it with more than one type of fabric or more than one type of material you could make. So, Sean, once upon a time, pitched a, I don't know if it's the right thing to say, but I'm going to say it anyway, like a Hawaiian kimono. So like yep. a kimono, but like um, which is still on, which is still kimono. on the cards. Like yeah, I, I need a I just need a pencil on the weekend between Patty and I, and uh, we will start sewing. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so definitely still on the cards, and then I guess other types of materials and, and fabrics, and we can kind of break it down in one episode, or we can keep talking, I guess, about how how we would do it. Sweet, because you said you had two pitches. Well, the, uh, the no, sorry, Saron. I'll jump in because there's another idea that I, I wanted to post in. Um, so recently I bought a pair of Ugg boots. And my God, for people... I mean, uh, Ugg boots is technically a US thing. It's not an Australian. It just became Ugg Australia, the company. But um, Ugg boots are well known to be really comfortable. Very ugly, but very comfortable. Why can't we make a onesie out of the same material they make at the inside of an Ugg boot? Mm. Oh, that would be so nice to wear around the fire on a nice winter's oh, night with some marshmallows. No. And oh my god, I I, uh, I want to add to this now. Um, do you know? <laughs> keep going. Hit me. Do the add-ons. Like, do you ever? This is so weird, and people are going to think us Australians are weird. But I'm going to say it anyway. Do you guys like wearing UGG boots to the beach on a cold day? Like if you go to the obviously. Beach, yeah. Like because like the sand doesn't like get in your, in between your toes, and it just it doesn't. I guess it's not as, as as sparse as it normally is. So, why don't you make UGG boots that have like clips on them, so you can detach like the the Duna part of it or the UGG part of it, and you can replace it with like what is what do they call it? The, like the towel poncho. So if you go onto the beach and you nah. get out and you swim or you surf, you just oh, I'll chuck this on, put my UGG boots on, and get nice and warm really quickly. Make it portable so you can attach the Duna bit. I love that. Oh, I love that. Right. I'm just thinking out loud here, but I guess that's the point of this podcast is just to throw well, out all your put ideas out there. All of them. That's yeah. awesome. Man. I really like that idea. Like both Patty and and Sean with the whole Duda thing and the Ugg boots thing. I would definitely wear it. 
to like, oh, a, like oh, a, a gathering or something if it's like oh we're gonna have a fire and a few drinks but it's a cold winter's night i would just wear that over yeah. the top of whatever just wear it on a night in it'll be fine as fine yeah, as wine I, the uh i definitely think that australians don't give a shit about what they look like as long as they're comfortable i think that's 100%. just there's something that we carry it's just like i think this is a fair dinkum that, yeah that, should, that should be the foundation of fashion it shouldn't be about how it looks it should be about how how comfortable you are and if you actually like it or not you know what mate, i mean mate. oh you know what i want i want jean female jeans to have pockets yep i'm bringing it back Throw it to a previous podcast. Fucking of, give of women pockets australians <laughs> don't care about what we look like look at our prime minister for example he's literally posted a photo of him wearing a suit top and a jacket with board shorts on going i'm going for my daily meeting today <laughs> that's the phase hey, of australia not giving a fuck what they look that's like. just the work from home life right there yeah yeah. yeah. Okay, right. but uh, so my second idea is not doona related or do like well, if people don't know what a doona is, also a duvet related or whatever it is, or blanket quilt related, or yeah. quilt related. The second one is something that we've all talked about, and not just us three. Literally, I reckon I won't say literally, but I reckon every friend group has once had this conversation because comedians joke about it. Like news reporters joke about it all the time, and it's the age-old thing. Is like because the Olympics are going on. Mm-hmm. There's always there's 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 like, there's like a running joke that comedians will do or something. Say, oh, we don't realize how fast these people are. You know, like when Usain Bolt runs, you know, he's going so fast because he you don't know how fast he's going because he's next to the other fastest men in the world or fastest women in the world, whatever. Yeah. What if, and like the joke is, it's comedian does, I don't know his name, I need to look it up, but it's like, what if you just get one person from the stand and I put him on the end? So you actually have like a measurement. This is the average guy and this is everyone else. What if I reckon we should go to the Olympic committee and pitch the, pitch an idea that I'm going to call the Olympic ballot. So what it is would be, um, based on the idea that an everyday person can be an Olympian, what it is, like the olden days when there was a war, there'll be like a, a ballot, like a lottery to see who's going to serve. We have one of those things, but who is going to serve in oh, no. your serve your country oh, in the God. Olympics? <laughs> Could, I'm just imagining the Hunger Games. And Hunger Games one thinking flashbacks. No, no, it so. won't be like that. There'll be, like, there'll be like a max of like, I'm I'm thinking... Like, this is what I wanted to talk about. Like, what would be, like, the logistical areas around this? <laughs> okay, okay. Hang on. Hang on a sec. Do you get to pick your sport? No. You're giving it. <laughs> You're giving it. So, 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 imagine that. Imagine that, right? So, it's like, oh, Steve-O. Yep, you've been selected. Oh, what have I got? Discus. Sweet. I can throw a plate. Jimmy. Yep. You're doing the 10-kilometer swim. Yeah, uh... Fucking what? <laughs> no, but the thing is, like... It I'm wouldn't... going to drown. I'm thinking this will be, like, not, like... This won't be, you know, like voting or anything this would be, be more like a jury duty sort of situation where like anyone <laughs> anyone can Not like be served. called up anyone can be do it anyone could do it so it could be you know like a freshly a fresh 18 year old or it could be you know an 80 year old from dubbo you never know oh my so please you, you know what this would cause world peace this is the solution to more peace. No, but the thing is, it's like, well, you can't have like, there's so many events now in the Olympics. You have to condense it to like one week with 20, pe- t- 20 people from each country. And mm. there'll be a max of, you know, and there'll be 20 events or like 15 events or something like that. I mean, like what you could do is during the heats, like every time there's a, like there's heats. So just have one person in each heat, which is normal. And they're like, they're called like the calibration unit, right? Like they're like, here is the average person. I reckon instead of making it a lottery of... No, it won't be... Um, uh, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to... Uh, don't want to don't, don't interrupt, but I think I might have miscommunicated this poorly. I don't mean they'll be in the Olympics. I mean, it's going to be a separate event from the Olympics. Oh, right. So it will be, it's called like the Olympic lottery or Olympic ballot or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it will just be the everyday... The everyday the people's Olympics, where it's just literally every and everyday people, and they can hmm. it'll be like every two years or something like that. Because what else are they going to do? You know, it's like, and you're told yeah. like three months in advance, get ready for it, Bucko. Mate, 
mate. I think don't even give them a heads up. Just like go around the city to someone who's like clearly on a, a phone meeting. No, nah, well, it's like, hey, you look like an average bloke. No, nah, you, you're you, going to do the discus. You need to give you, you need to give them some type of warning because even if, if even in jury duty, you get about you know a month's notice, so you can like t- at least take the day off to say to go down to the courthouse and say, yeah, I can't do it, and go home. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel- I feel like, you know, the natural the natural crowd at the Olympics, though, is just people who are keen to see sport. They all have that kind of a similar demeanor. But if you had random people being selected, like you'd have some random Eshe's guy who's going in like the 1,500-meter sprint and you have like 50 of his mates and they've got the UA boom in the crowd. Everyone just cheering. <laughs> you, you hear this over the top. And everyone, and you just you just see some like like sixty year old nice British person, very very nice person, goes, what the fuck is that? Who is? What is this music? What oh my is god, it's a banger! Oh, put it on louder, <laughs> oh, kiddos. That must be a fire. And that because the Olympic song, it's just like lining up for your heat, and you just hear no effect, no one do it all day. Yeah, give me some hooligan hefts all day every day. No, I mean I reckon it has some traction, boys, but uh... I think it would be good to see. Like, I I think to make it more of a fair comparison you would just get like the most average bloke or the most average girl in the the 2030s make it a fair kind of uh, fit range right the most average no 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 no, no. I, don't, I, I do not agree with this at all it's literally like you, you're not told like mm. majority you told like, us to say the constraints you told us to say how you'd break this down and all make right. it okay, sorry, get rid sorry. of all the all negatives right. I reckon I agree with Sean you do like a fitness test if you get selected you have to do pass a certain exam yeah, oh, okay. of, like, of something and then and then yeah like the bit, oh sorry you can't actually do this anymore we go to our backup now all right okay i see what you mean okay yeah because you might just get like an 80 year old woman who has to do a 100 meter sprint and she just dies like that's possible uh. and she's like racing up against 14 year old girls sprinting too again th- this it wouldn't be like i don't think that's fair compared to olympic standards like right. I, I, I mean none of this is fair compared to olympic standards but just get the most like someone who goes onto the TV, watches the gymnastics, goes, huh, pathetic when they make a mistake. Get him to do gymnastics. Yeah. <laughs> Get that guy to do gymnastics. That, that's why I do it. That's why, I, like, because that's how I got the. <sighs> Here's another thing, though, Patty. Would you, or, and Sean for the matter, would you do, like, still do steroid tests for example would you still test for doping or would we say if you want to get on the gear that's completely your choice we understand you're not professional athletes if you want to like prep for this like in your own way do it at your nah, own risk i still i think i still think uh, if you're competing you compete as yourself no nah. like you gotta you gotta the, uh, push yourself the, the only the only uh <laughs> the, 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 the only performance enhances you're allowed is like a really strong cup of coffee beforehand <laughs> or hooligan hats yeah i could just imagine sean rocks up with his metal fucking exosuit going oh, it's natural i swear to god it's natural it's based off human bodies <laughs> and like you're getting mm. up in the surf and like you go in the surfing <clears> event you gotta catch a wave you don't even pop up like your exosuit just does it for this you. is my <laughs> this is my real arm yeah, ding, ding. yeah. I yeah. once got oh. my hand cut off And this was the replacement You need to trust me Trust me bro That's my source <laughs> If uh, that was the case And I I could bring whatever I wanted to Olympics I'll just build like a powered surfboard Have a motor at the outback I would be catch. I'll be standing up in the wave Going out Behind the, the brake Like that's <laughs> That's what I imagine Just like doing shit Like Like crazy Crazy tricks and stuff Off the waves Going out to sea that's what I'd like to see. That's that's what I would do. I wouldn't build an exosuit. I'd build a powered surfboard. Yeah, what you would do is mm. as you're going into the water, you, you sprint in the water and you throw your <laughs> surfboard under your feet and then like do flips in there. No. And you just see like some guy looking at you going, <gasps> I'm, just, I'm just thinking of the javelin, right? It's like the javelin, th- um, shoot, uh, like throw in a projectile as far as possible. And then here comes Sean with a gun. <laughs> just shoots. <laughs> just... I thought you would modify a rocket launcher. Just go, boom. Actually, honestly, probably could. There's okay. definitely ways I can make that super chunky. So here's, we... my, here's my next question to that. Like, could you add more sports to there? It's like, who can do the biggest inhale of a vape? Or who can stew the most amount of shots? That becomes an Olympic Nah, that, that'll, be, that'll be the after party at the, uh, at the Olympic Village. Well, mate, actually, I was speaking to this is a conversation that came up at work recently. It was like, if we had the Olympics Australia, what should we add? And of course, no one gave serious answers. They gave good ones. And they said, we need to give events that Australians would win, right? So here's the ones they recommended. More swimming, duh. Beach uh, bodyboarding. And beach cricket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I oh. think we'd do well at those. <laughs> I agree. I, nah, beard eye. 
No, no, Americans would smash us, surely. Yeah. Oh, you never. Oh, know. it'd be a close. I mean, we almost dominated. In, we were dominating in the basketball today. Did you see Dante Axum? Oh my god! Do not get me oh. started. I lost a multi. Uh, <laughs> you oh, and no. your bets, man. You're getting I worse. Know. I know. I know. <laughs> Patty, nah. you would hope to get picked for water polo, though. Nah, well, oh, maybe. Nah, I wouldn't. Oh, going up against the going up against the bloody Serbs. Jesus, you don't want you don't want that. But imagine just getting the average Serb. And playing them in water polo. Oh, I'll be, Do you reckon they'll be good? I'll, the average, uh, maybe. Like, uh, yeah. Well, that's the thing is, you're the average guy. I don't. You know? Well, it depends because I think that uh, I don't know if water polo is the national sport of Serbia, but it's def- it's definitely it's it's very popular over there. Mm. Be, uh. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so this is a very excellent idea. Let's have the the normal Olympics. No. It wouldn't even be called Olympics. The Olympics is named after the Olympians. Wouldn't be Olympians. It's just the regulars. It's a the, the regular you're the regulics. The regulars. No, well you have to call you have to like it'd be like the Olympics presents like the the, the everyday people's challenge or something like that. I don't know. It's like when mum tells you you gotta you gotta share the Xbox with your little brother. It's just <laughs> No, well, the other the other idea that was always is, that's always thrown around. I definitely didn't come up with this. I didn't even come up with the, that that idea. You know, it's just it's just something that's, that's thrown around. That's been around for a while, though. Yeah, that, I've heard that in the London Olympics too. Exactly. It's always it's always throws every four years the same conversation comes up. So we got to have yeah. it. The other one is what if we put every single Olympian, but we just get them on the gear. <laughs> we just get them all on. We get them all on steroids, and we just. How imagine all of the records, all the world like imagine ev- records we've be, been broken left, right, and center. But then the, they're different records to the Olympic records. They're the yeah. The, it'll still be entertaining. Dope it'll, it'll still be entertaining to watch. Yeah. Mm. Look, everyone's got their own opinion on enhancement. I I don't agree to it to an extent if it's equal amongst every competitor. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a fan of enhancement. I just think this particular idea. Would be entertaining to watch. Yeah, I mean, I would. Uh, it, it's entertaining to watch as much as a gladiatorial fight. The the people are taking the drugs will die earlier. Yeah, their life their life quality is gone down for well, a short period. Well, that, of time. That, that's why there was no. That's well, that's why there's no Russia at this Olympics. It's the Russian Olympic yeah, it's Committee. The Russian it's not. Olympic it's, not the, yeah. it's not the USSR. Or it's not the uh, the like, <laughs> USSR. No, no. I, as soon as I said <laughs> that, I was like, <laughs> wait, what? Damn it! I. <laughs> I haven't been called that for a while. <laughs> New Holland representing Australia. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Is there's no Russia yeah, there? It's the Russian Olympic Committee because all the athletes, like if you're Russia, is banned for I think till next Olympics. Potentially, yeah. I think it's five year ban. I think. Let's just let's just build a time machine, travel forward in time a thousand years to an interdimensional travel. Not sorry, into space travel is happening, and we have like the Universal Olympics where you, instead of going to a country, you go to a planet play with martians that'd be legendary oh, i like that idea actually how cool would that be eventually it gets to a point where if we settle on mars or the moon our passport has to say that we're from earth because it's going to say that someone was born on a different planet Ooh. isn't that wild isn't that interesting imagine like you're gonna have to imagine high jump on pluto you go flying uh, pluto's <sighs> a gas uh it's also a gas planet so you just go straight to the center and die pluto's um, a dwarf planet my man oh you never know oh wait sorry i'm thinking of jupiter yeah, you could definitely do it on Pluto. The gravity is like one point nine meters per second per second. Yeah, you'll go up, you go off the air and travel like twenty kilometers or something. <laughs> yeah, if anything, that's that. If anything, that'll be the game. It was like how how far can I jump and be closest to the mat? Dude, imagine the commentators in that situation. You'd be like some some like some male or female jumps heaps high, and everyone has their hand on their head, just like staring, watching, going. And he's now gone seven meters in the air. <laughs> Jennifer, get the Five binoculars. Break. He's now seven point yeah, five re- meters in the air. <laughs> they return back to the planet like a meteor. <laughs> I'm imagining Rick and Morty right now, just like the interdimensional um, TV they got. <laughs> oh no, yeah, the Rick. No, because that, that, the Rick and Morty planet. They have the Rick and Morty Olympics. Just be throwing like they be throw throwing Mortys like they throw the discus. Oh. <laughs> Jesus, that's a, that's an awful thought. <laughs> I mean that. Oh. Hey, I didn't. I didn't establish the rules in that in that uh in that show. They established that Morty's the run the the runt of the joke. I disagree. I think the last two seasons he's become his own man. Oh, he the has. Times he st- he stands up. 
He stands up for himself now, but it's like I feel like when that that episode happened, when it was like, why are we talking about this? I don't know. But when that when when that episode (laughs) happened, he was definitely like the run of the joke still because he was. But he was still he still becomes his own man. Actually, if 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 you want to get engineering about this, I remember when we used to work at at the bar and someone came up to me once and he was talking about Rick and Morty and you, you know what they said? They're like, oh, you know what I love about Rick and Morty? Everything they actually do is based on like real science and real theories. Like it's actually true. And I was just like. Sorry, fucking. Um, huh? Uh, yep. Sure. Yes. The the latest episode where they all become a giant space ferret robot. <laughs> yep. That's based yeah, on turning science. yourself into a pickle. Yep. And how Earth is at war with a middle aged, uh, like with like, with like a medieval society of horses, with the horse people in the middle of the Earth. Yeah. Chugs. Based on based on real events. Yeah, well, the one thing yeah, they got definitely. right was the idea, I guess, of, of wormholes because they create them there, but they probably wouldn't look like that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, it's definitely up to interpretation, but yeah, it's it's a parody show. Don't take it too seriously. Even <laughs> they don't take it too seriously. <laughs> oh, but yes. Oh, man. All right. Well, well boys, um, Patty, that was an excellent like question to end. I really enjoyed that last conversation. Less engineering, but that was amazing. Just, just being able to break that down. I'd be so keen for that. Um, we had a, a good conversation, but I don't know what you boys think. It's time to hit the hay. Yep. Right. Yeah, I've got everything off my chest. Yep. Except for an exosuit. I want that on my chest. I want that on. I, I really want an exosuit. This is why yeah. I've been daydreaming <laughs> just, about the Sean, technical capability. Just like Sean that. wants an exosuit. I want a Milwaukee heater jacket, and Paddy wants a doona on his chest. Just like that onesie doona. Put it on me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the simple things, boys. The simple things. Yeah. What we want. Alright. Well, um, Alright, Legends. Thank you very much for listening. Head over to our YouTube channel. Give us a subscribe. We've got a project coming out very, very soon. <laughs> also, if you ever have projects that you would love to hear discussed on this podcast, please feel free to send us a message. We would love to hear about it. We'd love to any nothing is off limits. Anything great, medium, or just ridiculous, we'll still talk about it. And because let's face it, we just talked about ridiculous stuff all the time. We just talked porridge for about 50 minutes there. So, yeah. It's a cup of tea.